Welcome everybody to today's episode of the Jedav Show. This is Jacob Valier, live from the car on my lunch break, as usual. Well, everybody's asking, um, I'm, I'm just going to honestly cut right to the chase, because everybody was asking, where was your rant on Friday about the Commanders after losing to Chicago? I get it, I get it, I get it. Why didn't they, you know, everybody's calling me a fraud because I didn't come on Friday and <clears throat> talk about the game. Um, and I get it. You know, I get, I get why you would think that about me. Um, but Friday I was, uh, well, this past weekend I was in a wedding. I was a groomsman in a wedding. So, um, you know, I didn't really have time to attend to, uh, well, you know, my scheduled time that I usually record podcasts on Friday, I did not have the time, uh, cause I was driving and I was busy all weekend. So that's the explanation for that. It's not an excuse uh, but it is kind of, um, so unfortunately I was not able to get to my podcasting duties. Um, but you know what? It's my show. Uh, I'm not a professional and this is not a syndicated show. So who really cares, right? <laughs> I can get on whenever I want. So in y'all's face, um, yeah, let's, let's get right into it. It was ugly. Um, it was ugly. The commanders lose 40 to 20 to the Chicago bears on Thursday night football, um, at home. Uh, in the all-black uniforms, the blackout game, Um, excuse me, and it went about as poorly as humanly possible, because that game, for all intents and purposes, was a game that you look at in the offseason when they schedule games, when they start, um, you know, releasing the schedule, you look at week five against the Chicago Bears at home on Thursday night football in a short week, and you're like, oh, they're going to win that game. Right. Like you don't think, well, you know, because uh, you, you go through every game, right, as a fan, and you're like, that's a win, that's a loss. Chicago's a win. They come into this game having lost 14 straight games with a coach on the hot seat who before Thursday night was 3 and 18 as a head coach in the NFL. Three wins in 21 games. 3 and 18. Three wins in 21 games. A organization in total chaos. The defensive coordinator had to resign for very odd reasons that we're not even sure we know about. Um, apparently, there was inappropriate behavior, and he had to resign. I don't know. Um, the quarterback and one of the wide receivers have thrown the coaching staff under the bus entirely. There were even rumors that Hallis Hall, the uh, practice facility for the Bears, had been uh, raided by the FBI, of course, unconfirmed. But, <clears throat> excuse me, that's, you know, what I've heard. Um, it's, it's, and they, by the way, they're 0 and 4. They've lost 14 straight games. It's chaos. Everybody in Chicago is thinking, oh, we're tanking to get Caleb Williams. Justin Fields over the last calendar year has been one of the worst quarterbacks in football. Um, it's, it's train wreck. It's train wreck that I thought, oh, the commanders are going to win this game. Up until you can listen to the tape from last Monday, the, the, the podcast I did Monday, I thought commanders are going to run away with this game. But there were several things that I overlooked or forgot about when talking about the prospects of this game back on Monday. Uh, First of all, I forgot that this defense had given up at least 30 points uh, in three straight games uh, entering uh, Thursday night, now four in a row. I had forgotten that this offensive line had allowed the most sacks in the NFL, uh, the most pressures, the most hurries, the most hits in the NFL. Forgot about that. Um, 
I forgot that uh, this play caller, Eric Bieniemy, does not have any creative ways to get Terry McLaurin or Jahan Dotson the football, the two best playmakers on the team, and instead would like to just give Logan Thomas 10-plus targets a game. I forgot about that. Um, I forgot that the Washington Commanders in primetime home games usually completely flop. Forgot about that. I've forgotten the all-black uniforms they wore. The commanders are 1-2 and two and now 1-3 and three wearing those uniforms. Yep, forgot about that too. The biggest thing I overlooked and the biggest thing I forgot about. The commanders have the worst coaching staff in the entire league, and it's probably not close. Because last, or Thursday night, not last night, Thursday night, You could say it was about the offensive line that gave up five sacks to a pass rush that had previously gotten just two sacks in the first four games. You could blame that the offensive line. You could blame the defense that was supposed to be top of the league and instead has allowed at least 30 points, uh, at least uh, 33 points in four straight games. Supposed to be one of the best defenses in the league, and they have let everybody they've played, except for Joshua Dobbs and his third career start, go absolutely berserk on them this season. You could blame them. You could blame the defense for the second straight game without forcing a turnover. You could blame them. You could blame Eric Bieniemy's play calling, and how it's so vanilla early in games. And he loves to run the ball on first down, just like Scott Turner, and he can't find ways to facilitate the ball to McLaurin or Jahan. Dye. You could blame them too. There's a lot of guys you could blame. You could blame Jack Del Rio, a defensive coordinator who has let this game pass him by and does not know how to send more than four pass rushers on any given drop back. There, he does not even know how to blitz or call a blitz package. With, with one of the most ferocious defensive lines in the NFL, they don't ever blitz. It's four men every time. They send linebackers back in coverage. And we have the worst linebacking core in the league. And by the way, it's not their fault either. It's not the linebackers' fault. Even though they're the worst linebacking core in the NFL by a mile. It's not their fault. It's not Jack Del Rio's fault. Thursday night football. That game was 110% on Ron Rivera. A head coach who has never had back-to-back winning seasons in his career. Even though he's been a head coach every season for about, what, 13 seasons now? 13 straight seasons. They have He has yet to post back-to-back winning seasons. He has yet to post one winning season since coming to Washington. Luckily, just backed his way into the playoffs because at, with a 7-9 and nine record because the rest of the division was terrible in 2020. Zero back-to-back winning seasons for Ron Rivera. Without Cam Newton, the last, let's say, really the majority of the last six seasons, One playoff appearance, zero playoff wins, one season finishing uh, in the playoffs. Zero winning seasons. He has not posted a winning season in six years. Been a head coach every year. This is the same coach who in 2020, remember the first year, it was a COVID year, I get it. Um, You know, everything was weird that season, but hey, it was weird for everybody. The first year under Ron Rivera in in, um, uh, Washington. Dwayne Haskins is the quarterback. Expectations aren't very high. And the first uh, six games of the season, the commanders go one and five. Their defense gives up 17, 30, 34, 31, 30, 20. They go one and five. 
That's year one. And then they finished the season after that going eight and four down the stretch to make the playoffs. 2021, the commanders start two and six. And in those first, let's just do the first six games. They give Their defense gives up 20, 29, 43, 30, 33, 31. Later in the season, they give up 56 to the Cowboys. You starting to notice a little, uh, little pattern here? I don't know, maybe the fact that they just start so unbelievably slowly. Well, <clears throat> let's go to 2022. They start 1-4. and four. Defense gives up 22, 36, 24, 25, 21. Later on in the year, they give up 37 to the 49ers. But they start 1-4. and four. They end the season going 7-4-1. and one. And so far this year, they are now 2-3 and three with three straight losses, and they have given up 16, 33, 37, 34, and then 40 points. And the 40-point game was to the Chicago Bears, who entered the game 0-4, and they were at home in front of the whole nation. It was Thursday Night Football. Everybody was watching. What's the common denominator of all four of those seasons? Besides Jack Del Rio, who's just a defensive coordinator for a defensive-minded head coach, it's not the quarterback. They've had like 50 quarterbacks since Ron Rivera got here. It's not them. It's not the receivers. It's not the offense, frankly. You really expect this team to win shootouts every week? That's sort of what they've had to do if they wanted to be 5-0 and at this point. The common denominator is Ron Rivera. The fact they're giving up 32 points a game, that's the second most in the NFL behind the Denver Broncos, who gave up 70 in one game. They've given up the second most points in the league through five weeks. Listen, their next three of their next four games are against Atlanta, the Giants, and New England. What's, who's, what's keeping them from putting up season high in points for a single game against the Commanders? But you know what's going to happen, right? They're going to end up winning. Like, they're going to go on a five-game stretch where they win four out of five games. And, you know, they'll compete for the playoffs in November and December. And then we'll be like, hey, they, they may even have a playoff spot if the season ended in week 15. And we're like, oh, my gosh, they're actually going to do it. They're going to make the playoff. And then their last two games were against the 49ers and the Cowboys. They're probably going to lose both, and they're going to get knocked out of the playoffs. And that's going to be just enough for Ron Rivera to keep his job again, and we'll just start the cycle again. They'll have a terrible start to next season, and then midway through, it's just, it never ends. It's been the way it is every year for four years. It's unbelievable. And, And there's no hope. With Ron Rivera as your coach, there's no hope. What's there to hope for? That you that you win eight games? You're never going to be a playoff team with Ron Rivera. And it is a total indictment on the Arizona Cardinals and the Denver Broncos that they lost to a Ron Rivera coach team in 2023. Inexcusable. Fire everybody if you're the Cardinals or the Broncos. It's inexcusable. That, by the way, in regards to the actual game, Justin Fields... If he was accurate, he was 15 of 29 throwing the football. If he was accurate and he could throw the ball down the field, he would have he would have thrown seven touchdowns. There were a few open plays in the end zone that he just flat out missed. That they had to settle for like a field goal or something. That, seven. I'm not joking. 
It is inexcusable to give up 40 points. If you're Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio, literally known for your defense, there is zero excuse to give up that many points. 40. In a home game against an 0-4 Bears team that can't score on anybody, you give up 40. It's inexcusable. Fire everybody. It's, I don't know, it's, I could go on and on. I think y'all get the point. It's unbelievable. Um, I'm not going to get into any picks because I didn't make any picks, um, which is good because I would have picked all the wrong teams this week. It was a weird week. Um, weird lines. Uh, you really had to be lucky on some of them. But I will talk briefly about the 49ers-Cowboys game. Um, and maybe if I have time, I'll talk about um, something else. But you watched last night. and Listen, I get a lot of crap from you all for being a Cowboys hater. First of all, I'm a fan of I'm a Washington fan. Cowboys are our most hated rival. What do you want me to love them? But everybody accuses me of being a hater. You know, I'm, I call Dak Prescott average. I say the Cowboys wins are overrated. The team as a whole is overrated. Blah blah blah. You watched that game last night. There are there is zero argument to be made that if the these two teams played ten times this season, that the 49ers wouldn't win ten times, seven of them by blowout. I mean, you watched that game last night. It wasn't a fluke. 42 to 10, the final score was not a fluke. They are legitimately that much better than them. The 49ers are in a completely different weight class. And I've said it about the Cowboys. They're a classic schoolyard bully. They will pick on the inferior opponent or the inferior kid in their class. And they'll knock them down and they'll beat their head in and they know they won't fight back. Look at the three quarterbacks the Cowboys have played. Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. The three they've beaten, excuse me. All three of them are awful quarterbacks. Daniel Jones is terrible. Zach Wilson's awful. Mac Jones is a terrible quarterback. And the Cowboys know they're not going to fight back. So they get them on the ground, put their knee on their neck, and just keep digging. And honestly, they should have done the same thing with Joshua Dobbs. Joshua Dobbs ain't good. But they let the Cardinals hit them back, and like a schoolyard bully that's not used to getting punched back, they didn't know how to they didn't know. They didn't know how to counterattack. And that was the blueprint. And the 49ers followed Arizona's blueprint from two weeks ago, and they just walloped them. They walloped a schoolyard bully. It was about as listen. I'm telling you, they could play 10 times. The Cowboys would lose every time. The 49ers have the better head coach than the Cowboys by 70 country miles. Mike McCarthy does not hold a candle to Kyle Shanahan as anything coaching related. It's a, it's not a, it's not a fair fight. Kyle Shanahan versus Mike McCarthy. It's not a fair fight. Okay. they Shanahan's won three in a row. Shocker quarterback. That's the big one. We'll get to that in a second. Defense. Or excuse me. Offensive line. 49ers are way better. Defense. 49ers are way better. Cowboys are good. 49ers are way better. Skill people. 49ers are way better. Cowboys just have CeeDee Lamb. That's it. 49ers have so many guys. Way better. Quarterback. That's the question. Brock Purdy or Dak Prescott. Right now, I don't know how many people would take Dak Prescott over Brock Purdy. I'm being dead serious. 
Nobody has thrown more interceptions since week one of last season than Dak Prescott, and he missed five games. He's thrown 19. 19 picks in his last 17 games. It's inexcusable, really. For a quarterback like Dak, playing against a former Mr. Irrelevant, to look that bad through three picks on the span of six passes on three different drives, it's inexcusable. And this is what I've been saying. Obviously, I don't need to tell you that Dak Prescott is the definition of an average quarterback. Anybody with functioning a functioning brain and two functioning eyeballs can see that Dak Prescott is thoroughly average. There's zero, there's nothing special about him. You put him on any other team, he's the exact same guy. He's not making the Cowboys better. You watch the Cowboys and you watch the you watch them on offense, then you watch the 49ers on offense. It's a completely different game. The 49ers are in a different weight class than the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys, let's have an honest conversation. Who's better? The Dallas Cowboys or the Detroit Lions? In my opinion, it's easily Detroit. Easily. It's not even a fair fight. Detroit's four wins this year have come against Carolina. That's not that impressive. A solid Green Bay team on the road. A solid Atlanta team. Both maybe look, Atlanta's three and two. The Packers are solid. They play tonight, by the way. Packers are solid. They came into the game two and one. And then the Chiefs. Oh, but the Chiefs didn't have Travis Kelsey. Okay, so without Travis Kelsey, the Chiefs are just an easy team to beat. They still have Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> they still have Andy Reid designing plays. They still have one of the top defenses in the league. Their four wins combined are better than than anything the Cowboys have won this year. The Cowboys have beaten up on Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, and Mac Jones. Big whoop. They're like an SEC school. They basically got four bye weeks to start the season, and now the real competition comes for Dallas. They get the Chargers next Monday night. They get, um, by the way, the Chargers are going to have the most possible rest a team could have entering that game. Okay, they'll have 15 days of rest. Then they get the Rams, and then out of the bye week, they get the Eagles. By the way, fun fact, you know that stat about how the last, you know, 20 teams that have faced the 49ers are 0-20 in the week after? Cowboys playing a tough team next week. They're probably going to lose. I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm just trying to say, the Dallas Cowboys are not nearly as good as the 49ers. They're not as good as the Eagles, and, and they're not as good as the Lions. They're a, not a top three team in the conference. There's, no, there's not going to be a Super Bowl this year. And if you're a Cowboys fan that thought a Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy team could win a Super Bowl over any of those AFC titles, then you're, you're just as delusional as I thought. And we all know the Cowboys fan base is by far the most delusional in the entire league. And if you thought Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott were getting you to a Super Bowl, let alone winning one, I don't know what to tell you, frankly. And speak, and we'll end the podcast on this. We'll be back Friday, by the way, with picks. But boy, has it been as fun as last night was to watch the Cowboys get their teeth kicked in. It has been fun as crap to watch the New England Patriots lose the way they have. Obviously, they have one of the least likable coaches in NFL in sports history in Bill Belichick. It is really hard to like that guy. But the Patriots, in all of their glory, when Tom Brady was there, they were winning all those championships, and 
hand up. I was the one guy, one of the guys that said, yeah, Belichick, let's see Tom Brady without Belichick. I wonder how much he'll win. And Tom Brady went and won a Super Bowl without Belichick, was in the playoffs every year without him, won four, uh, five playoff games without Belichick in, in two years. Okay, you have, you have convinced me, Tom Brady. You are, you are just as good without Belichick as you were with him. But has anybody's reputation been hit the last few years quite like Bill Belichick's? They are now 26 and 29 since Tom Brady left. They'll have made the playoffs once in four years, and this year they're going to be one of the 10 worst teams in football. They have lost the last the last two weeks. They have been outscored by a combined score of 69 to 3. They just lost 34 nothing at home to Dennis Allen and Derek Carr and the New Orleans Saints. Unacceptable. You have a quarterback that literally can't play in Mac Jones. You have nobody to throw the ball to on offense. The running game is awful. You're still giving carries to what's left of Ezekiel Elliott, who was hanging on by a thread as an NFL player. It's literally, it's unacceptable to lose like that to the New Orleans Saints. My hottest take, and I'll end the podcast on this, just a quick thought. If the New England Patriots are ever going to win anything ever again, one guy or one one thing has to happen, and they have to fire Bill Belichick or force him into retirement. He is 70, a 72-year-old coach. When was the last time a coach in their 70s as rigid and defensive-minded and unemotional as Bill Belichick won anything without a star quarterback, but just in general? The style that Bill Belichick has, look, scowling on the sideline, yelling at everybody, throwing iPads, and then just looking like a completely unemotional ghost in the postgame. Oh, you know, we're off to Cincinnati. You know, we just got to play better. You know? Like, that, that's, that, that shtick doesn't work anymore. That worked when you had Tom Brady and you were 12-4 and four every season. And you were in the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl every year. Then that worked. Then that was funny. But now you're losing by 30-plus points in back-to-back weeks, one of which at home to Dennis Allen. Then it's not so funny. The Patriots used to do everything well when Tom Brady was there. They were the smartest football team every year. They've been, frankly, one of the dumbest teams in the league since he left. That, that Raiders game last week, or uh, last season, when Chandler Jones returned the... Uh, the hook and lateral play for a touchdown? Like, wh- what was that? that? That's smart football. That's Bill Belichick. That's the Patriot way. That's Bill Belichick football. Of course not, because it was never the Patriot way. It was never the Bill Belichick way. It was the Tom Brady way. And we're now learning that Brady made Belichick 100% of Belichick. Robert Kraft needs to sit down with Belichick this offseason or during this season. And have a really long, hard conversation with him. Bill, this ain't working. We have stunk it up since Tom Brady left. And frankly, I don't have any reason to trust you as a coach or a general manager that you're going to get it back. Those are my two cents. I'm glad I could provide everybody the rant that everybody's been waiting for. We'll be back Friday with picks. Finally, I'm back to a normal schedule. Don't have anything this weekend to attend to. So I will be back Friday with my week six picks, Raiders and Packers tonight, Chiefs and Broncos Thursday night. Enjoy those two games. I'm your host, Jacob Valliere. This has been the Jadava Show. We will see you all Friday.